We're gonna fry no matter who takes the fall. Can we leave right now? No way, are you crazy? The grill's busted. There's blood everywhere. We can clean it up. Come on. Listen to yourselves. No, we are going to the police. We don't have time for your shit. You understand? We gotta move fast. Hey, now let's try to stay calm. Focus. Don't you get it? If there's some of him on the car, there's some of the car on him. They're gonna trace it back to you. You're looking at a hit and run. Then we dump the body. You lost it. But just pretend we were never here. We could drag him to the water and dump him in. They wouldn't find the fucker for weeks. By that time, all the evidence would be washed away. You found him at all? The currents are strong. The undertow could carry him out to sea. I won't be any part of it. Look, I'm scared, Julie. Look, I'm not like the rest of you. I don't have the family or the money to get me out of this. Please. This is your future, Julie. Think about it. College? Scholarship? The guy's already dead. If we go to the police, we're dead too. Welcome back to another episode of Original Remake, the reformatted uh, version here. Hopefully you guys have been enjoying uh, the, well, at least the first franchise that we tackled. But uh, I am Peter, and joining me as always, the man with the hook, hookshot maybe, maybe not an actual hook, uh, Michael Dennison. How you doing, sir? Wow. I, d- I didn't even get to be one of the faces on the, the poster. I'm just the, the bloody... Bloody hand, <laughs> the bloody hook hand. Yeah. Uh, also, I just want to state on the record: I don't think we've we've never done Steven Spielberg's hook, right? Uh, the show? No, I mean because it, it would fit. Uh, would it be like Return to Neverland? Would that be the other movie, or? Well, at least in our new format, it would be the uh, oh, I guess a reboot, yes. right? So, right, right, yeah, right. a new version of it. Um, I've seen all those movies. I just want to state that I hate Hook. So if we ever get to that, the, the I, movie? I the movie I hate being called Hook by you. I you know <laughs> that's that would probably be the um, next to uh, last option for me. And Freddie Prince Jr. would be the absolute worst. I would take any of the other three characters on the poster <laughs> <laughs> except for Hook and Freddie Prince. Yeah, really, really do not like him here. He's I don't think he's ever been known as like you know Sean Penn. Or some sort of a uh, you know great thespian or anything. No, but no. Uh, there's a world of difference between this and she's all that, Peter. That's all. I'm, I, I watched she's all that a couple of years ago, and leaps and bounds more charming than he is here. You, you must have also heard my review of she's all that with one Freddie Prince Jr. Um, did not hold up for me. Well, actually, I don't think it held up for any of us that were on that review. <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> just or anyone in general, really. Do you like the hacky sack scene from that movie? I don't uh, applaud any hacky sack scenes in anything <laughs> ever. Um, you know, I think that's something we'll kind of touch upon with uh, this month's uh, film franchise selection because, you know, we're going to slasher genre. We're going back to, uh, I guess, this for both of us, this will be our high school days, right? When it, this came yes, out in 97? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, this is, um, I believe, I'm trying to think here. This Okay, so I know what you did last summer. The the, the movie came out October uh, 1997. So this this was freshman year. 
And um, I'm, I, I don't remember if at this time Titanic was out yet, or was that Titanic like December 97? Uh, yeah, it was coming. It was okay, on its way. So, so not quite there yet, but um, I remember liking this movie, and I, I, I definitely read the book, but I don't remember which came first. But I remember liking the book as well, and I remember there was definitely some differences uh, between the two. Uh, but upon my rewatch, um, I still I still had fun. I still liked it. Uh, I don't I don't remember. There were some things I had forgotten. I feel like it's definitely been at least a couple decades since I've seen this. It's how about you? Have you seen this uh, recently at all? I, I watched it last summer. Um, so I know for... what you did last summer. You watched this. Yeah, movie. There you go. <laughs> ah. There we go. Yes. <laughs> Play the music. Play the clip. That's our show. We're done. Yeah, I watched it for a possible podcast episode that I never got around to, to doing for, for my old show, uh, War Machine vs. War Horse. Uh, it was around the time that, uh, was it Scary Stories to uh, Tell in the Dark or whatever, that the, the uh, that adaptation of that book that people liked when they were kids, that sort of very 90s uh, and scary it came book. Back. It came back uh, as a film, didn't it? Yeah, and so right. that's I was watching it in that week. I was like, oh, I'm kind of in that mood for... Uh, the stuff from the 90s that I like. So I don't think until last year, I don't think I probably had revisited this movie since I was a teenager. And the strange thing was, I remember disliking it when I was in high school. That I thought it was kind of weak sauce. I was a huge fan of Scream, which came out the winter before. And I think you know Scream sort of inspired this uh, revitalized uh, slasher genre in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. But as an adult, it was very weird because I, I put on my letterbox review, strangely, teenage me thought this sucked, uh, and decrepit old guy me thought that this was pretty nice. Uh, so I don't know what that says about me, that there's no personal growth, that I'm, I'm getting dumber in my, my older age, where I'm like, yeah, it was fine. It's 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 kind of fun entertainment, but yeah. I I thought it was, uh, and I, I, I actually did rewatch it, Peter. I didn't just rest on uh, the 2019 uh, watch for for this podcast review, and my feelings stayed the same as uh, old guy Mike. I, I thought it was uh, pretty pretty good, pretty good uh, slasher entertainment. It doesn't break the mold, but uh, I think in '97 people were just happy that this genre was kind of on its way back, and just happy happy to have a new generation uh, doing it. And I don't know, are we are we doing it now? I, that, that seems like a genre that's kind of that's died off. Again, it's definitely nothing that uh, people get like ex- extremely hyped about unless it's like a reboot like Halloween. Yeah, you know what? Um, the, the, the slasher franchise, I'm, I'm not a huge horror guy, so uh, um, you know, I'm not one to speak. But when when I was watching all of these movies, I, I feel like the, the difference between the movies now and then, there's definitely a little light on the slasher. But um, with slasher movies, you have a huge cast and... Usually a huge cast comes with some money. So I, I don't know if maybe people are trying to kind of keep the budgets low and focus more on, you know, whether it's the stunts, CGI, action sequences, things like that. Um, but I guess I, I didn't know it at the time and doing a little bit of research. This um, this installment was written by Kevin Williamson, who also did, you know, uh, some work on Scream and um, Dawson's Creek. He was, he was making that yeah. money on those teenagers back yeah. in the day. And, and not too long ago, he also uh, created, um, I believe it was called Stalker or Stalkers. Uh, Stalker. Hmm. It was called Stalker. It was a, I've not um, heard of this. It was a show on, let's see here, CBS. It was a CBS show. My wife and I actually watched 
the entire first season, and it ended. It was very formulaic. I, I think that was the thing. Uh, tw- so twenty episodes. So it, it was almost like a like a full season, but um, a a unit within the police that investigates like uh, crimes uh, involving stalkers. Oh, this sounds very much like a CBS show then, because I was like, oh, it's like a slasher show that was on CBS? That doesn't make sense. Yeah. But a procedural, definitely procedural. CBS, yes. yeah. CBS territory. I thought it was pretty good, but after watching a few episodes, you were, you know, you were starting to figure out, okay, this, this is going to be the killer, you know, by the end. And the I, I think what made it fun for us was trying to figure it out, like who is the killer, but also every episode ended with like, um, you know, it, it started with like the CW, like Smallville, where at the end they'll play like some kind of cover of a of a pop song, you know, and sometimes it's like a um, like a tonally different, whether it's kind of haunting or whatever. Because of the the uh, subject matter, you know, stalking, they a lot of it was slowed down and very haunting at the very end, like. Um, like the I started a joke by the BGs. There was like a haunting version of it. So, um, but anyway, I I like his work, you know. Uh, so, so I'm not surprised. You kind of just skipped over Dawson's Creek, though. I did not watch Dawson's Creek actually. Wow, that was not man. one of my things. Uh, I'm sure that'll come up on uh, on a future episode of ours, uh, maybe the third <laughs> episode, really. But anyway. <laughs> Um, I did like this. I, I kind of – this is before Sarah Michelle Gellar got into Buffy. Uh, so she's uh, very young here. Speaking of young, Jennifer Love Hewitt, also very young, who I did know from Party of Five. And uh, Ron Phillippe, like this man has not aged. Uh, we kind of talked about him and his butt, you know, from Cruel Intentions. But here he is again. Um, very don't, – don't, don't include the we. I was not on that that episode but i I wish i had been but we still talked about his butt nonetheless (laughs) it wasn't on that particular episode of cruel intentions on postalgic well i don't really need a movie as an excuse to talk about ryan philippe's butt you're right (laughs) you're right we should just tweet at him said hey we just felt like this afternoon we need to talk about your butt you know what say you it's been a tough year uh mr (laughs) philippe (laughs) give us this you know more butt shots uh speaking of which I, i would it would be remiss of me not to you know, since we're going back to our high school days, uh, in our private text exchange, which will remain private unless, you know, you want to pay us uh, a great sum of money, like in Patreon dollars, to, to have access to those those oh, yes, uh, yes. those thoughts between me and Peter, private thoughts. I know where you're going. Um, you uh, you expressed uh, great fondness for Jennifer Love Hewitt. So was this like a uh, – was this sort of like a high school sort of pinup girl, you know, the original scream queen for you in your, uh, you know, hormonal days, I guess? I would probably say so, yes, because um, even though I did watch Scream, I don't think like Nev Campbell – was that for me like Jennifer Love Hewitt was? You know, no, that she wasn't. Her. I liked, I loved um, uh, Nev Campbell, uh, who was also from Party of Five. She was a little bit too, and we're, I think with this format, we could eventually do Scream. I mean, not anytime soon because we don't need this to become the slasher show. I'm sure there's a lot of great horror movie podcasts out there for you to listen to. Uh, but you know, it, the deconstruction element of Scream, I think, kind of kept. Nev Campbell a little bit at a distance for me of her becoming like the next, you know, they, they talk about her being the virgin, the final girl, you know, the, the new Jamie Lee, that it's almost like they talk it to death. Uh, that it just never, I had never really thought of her, uh, as such. Uh, but Jennifer Love Hewitt, Sarah Michelle Geller, pretty nice. I would, I, I would agree. 
Pretty nice indeed. Uh, I, I don't know if we need to say anymore. Um, but yes, like I said, uh, Patreon dollars for our private thoughts. Yes, uh, I will say this of the the, the text exchange. I, I did say that I, I guess I had forgotten how much I really liked her. Um, yeah, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. I was like, it must have been like a, you know, the uh, everyone has their celebrity crushes, especially in their, well, I would say younger, but probably for movie dorks. I'd say it's like, a you know, it just evolves. You know, even as you're an adult, you still have people that you like to see on screen. But we're, you know, fair and balanced here. We did lead with Ryan Phillippe's butt. We so. did. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, I talked a little shit about Freddie Prince, but uh, that's fine. No, yeah, no, no one's being uh, left un, un, untouched here. Uh, we are definitely talking about everybody. Um, just to be fair. I mean, you did call me the, the hook hand, so you definitely set me up as the creep at the top of the show. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, let's, I, I do want to get into a little bit of the movie because having now seen it twice in the last year, do, do the twists as such work here or not? Because even having watched it, not quite back to back, but close enough, uh, I paid a little bit more attention this time as far as trying to follow the the reveals, which probably says something about the movie that it's one that I saw as a teenager, one I saw as an adult, and even this time around, I was like, okay, now how how do they connect the dots on why this uh, hook hand, why this fisher fisherman is like attacking them, all of this like because it gets a little convoluted, you know. It starts with them uh, a hit and run. Uh, where they they hit somebody with their car. Uh, Ryan Phillippe is drunk. Uh, kind of, a, I mean, well, not kind of a prick. He pretty much stays consistently a prick throughout, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> good times or bad. Uh, he's not a likable guy, even though he's probably the most likable character to me. Because I he's, agree. <laughs> he, is, he is so on brand because he's the really entire good. Time yeah, <laughs> as the ass. Um, you have the hit and run, the decision these kids make about you know it could uh, ruin their lives, affect their futures. Blah, blah, blah. So they decide to get rid of the body. And in doing so, uh, they find out that he's still alive. And Ryan Phillippe has this, like, I, I guess, you know, at a certain point, he's he's pot committed. Alive or dead, that body's going in the water. And God help you if you steal his girlfriend's, uh, like, homecoming queen parade crown or whatever, her pageant wedding crown. Because he lets, he lets out this guttural cry to the heavens before he jumps into the the ocean to, to get her crown back. Um, all that being said, I don't feel like the shenanigans and the, uh, the the stalking, as you talked about with the Kevin Williamson, with him going on to create that procedural show, I think that's just to set up a, a slasher movie and some pretty good set pieces. Like, there's really there's one good sequence where Sarah Michelle Gellar is being stalked. I would say her her chase through her town and her sister's store. I really like that. It's almost like 20 minutes mm. of like, it's just uninterrupted, like sort of chase sequence. Kind of like a uh, scream with uh, Rose McGowan, you know, it kind of remind Rose me of that. Ma- you know, that's Rose McGowan, you know, just to touch on screaming, scream again. I think as a teenager, I really liked her character a lot more than Neff Campbell's. I like She's the, a redhead. I, we know this about you. <laughs> I was, look, I, I said character, Peter, you didn't have to, <laughs> you don't have to out all my secrets, but yeah. <laughs> I don't the know. Sass, that's a secret you know, here. <laughs> no, not really. Talking about Jessica Chastain uh, all the time. <laughs> I'm thinking about it right now. Even yeah. as I'm talking about a movie she's not in. I you know, I, I like all the stuff. I like just this as a slasher movie, but I get a little confused as to when the killer is revealed and why he's doing what he's doing and which body was there and there was apparently another kid that was killed and it was covered up by the killer and does, does any of that work or does it even have to work uh to still be an enjoyable movie? 
No, it it doesn't because I mean, the thing that kind of bothered me um, watching all of these movies in one weekend. Oh, you pulled a Karate Kid like I did. I did, but last I, month. but I I didn't have that. Did I? Hold on. You started to get angry on one of them. Uh, there will <laughs> slight so spoiler. See, one no, of these that was the second episode, <laughs> right? The uh, the remake. No, no. Urban Legend will be the the next episode. At, somewhere along the way, dear listeners, Peter is going to be very upset. <laughs> I got very upset. <laughs> oh my god! Just thinking about it now, it's starting to make me upset. Um, le- okay, let me. Okay, so the thing that did bother me watching um, the the I know what you did was the, the the anniversary. Like to to me, I'm just like, really, why wait a whole fucking year to try to kill all these people? Just get to it and then leave better clues as to like who the hell they are. It seems like a lot of trouble. It <laughs> for, does. For the, for the killer, it seems like a lot of effort. Uh, now, that being said, when the killer is revealed, uh, he, he does bide his time. I mean, even on the like his first taste, or I guess the uh, what we know to be his first taste of murder, uh, he he likes to wait for anniversaries. You know, he's a huge fan of Podstalgic. He's a huge fan of a show I do called Sober Cinema, mm-hmm. where it's got to be on the anniversary. And if you miss the anniversary, then it's just it's just off or not. Yeah. But it does seem like a lot of work for the teenagers that are being stalked. Don't seem like the brightest. <laughs> the brightest and best of their class. And that's one thing I really like about the, this original here. I know what you did last summer is uh, they kind of quickly, I, I think they allude to the fact that it was the accident that kind of, especially with Jennifer Love Hewitt's character, it puts her in uh, uh, some form of depression or like post-traumatic stress where she's unable to connect with other people. Her first college year, uh, she's not very outgoing anymore. She's not bright and cheery and sunny because she thinks that she killed a man. All these people, I guess, are there for the pickings. So I don't know. Would the argument be that the killer just wanted to make them miserable for a year to live with the guilt and shame? Because I think the only one that's not that's not that plan is not working for is Ryan Philippi, the great Ryan Philippi. No, he stays drunk, you know. And uh, uh, Barry, you know, he stays drunk there. Uh, sh- sh- shout out to uh, True Bromance, <laughs> you know, Barry. Who, they they always drink too there. Um, and they're the spinning image of Ryan Phillippe, both of them. And Freddie Prince Jr., sure, may, maybe. Um, Hiro's going to be very upset at that. If he listens to the show. I like to, that's what I like to do, Peters. I like to insult people and then see if they listen to the show. That's Because <laughs> that's what friends do in the yeah. podcast community. Yeah, no, no, I, I, I think uh, I, I do that too. Um, but one person that I forgot uh, that was in this movie, actually two people, it's been so long. So so there were some beats that I have forgotten, but as they were playing out, I was starting to remember some of the things. But Anne Hesh, she's really good in here as Missy as well, uh, because there's a, um, I don't know if you want to call it a misdirect, but the movie starts off with a sequence that I actually really like. It's this guy who's drunk, you know, sitting on the cliff, and this is the guy who the teens think that they hit. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't need that scene. I still liked it, though. That, that's the thing. And um, it's a cool opening shot. Yeah, the, sort of fly over that. The, what's going to be like the uh, you know the the curvy road mm-hmm. where the accidents are going to happen? Uh, it is definitely a misdirect with Anne Hache because I believe she <laughs> she walks into a scene with a knife, right. <laughs> just like pointed out, <laughs> looking all manner of uh, crazy. I mean, uh, really, I, I think they were trying to tap in like. The Hills Have Eyes or uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre with that look. 
Yeah, least. kind of like a backwoods yeah. kind of kind of look, isolated and uh, just not good. Um, but you know what? Still better looking than how she looks in the Psycho remake. Still less goofy looking than her say, outfits yeah. in Psycho. I would say so. I, I liked her in in this movie, um, Anne Hesh. But John uh, Johnny Kalecki, uh, who, you know, Big Bang, Big Bang, yeah, uh, Leonard. He plays a different character here, and I liked him in this role too as Max, as the the one other person that may have witnessed something the night in question. Boy, does he get punished excessively for, <laughs> yeah. What's his, for driving by why? and being like insulted. Poor Max. Yeah, you know, so he was like, what, the first victim? Um, was he? I think he was the first victim. I believe he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he did nothing wrong. No, all he did was uh, get picked on. By Ryan. Uh, by, uh, Barry. by Ryan. <laughs> by, by one Barry Cox. Yeah, Barry of True Bromance Film Podcast. <laughs> uh, he gets uh, kind of, I guess, talked down to a little condescendingly by Freddie Prinze, uh, which is like the ultimate insult. Even even Big Bang couldn't couldn't accept that. What does he tell him? He tells him to like wipe his – like that smirk off his face or something. Basically calls him a fake like poser rich boy. Right. It was uh, just weird to see the, the, the nerd from Big Bang just like – <laughs> talking shit as he, yeah. as he drives by. Give me more of that. Let's, let's have <laughs> Leonard turn into this guy. <laughs> he just about held, had it with Sheldon's bullshit. <laughs> I think uh, Kaylee Cuoco is probably that, – that drives out all the aggression of a man. I think, he's, I think he was good okay. in that show. Ended up working was, out for him. Sure. Uh, not in this movie where he, uh, he is the first, uh, I guess – it's like – He's the sacrifice to let the audience know that whoever this is that's messing with him is not just in it for blackmail. He's going to kill these kids because, you know, at a certain point, like you were, I were talking about, it's like this is an awful lot of work. Why is he putting them through the ringer? You would think it's someone that witnessed the accident and wants money or just, you know, wants something from them. Uh, but, yeah, poor Jonathan Glecky here gets killed at work. After being uh, attacked by Ryan Philippi, it's just the it's, it's a really bad slasher movie kill. Things have it just is. not gone well for this character. Yeah, what, what a terrible day on on the anniversary, right? Or is it leading up to it at this point? <laughs> I, I kind of forget now. But, Do you think it would be more insulting is if he gets killed not on the anniversary? He's not even worthy of that <laughs> podstalgic like episode. Yeah, not even the wait for for a full year. Um, one, one of the moments in this movie, I, I got to break it up because it was so hilarious this time around. Still, I remember in the movie theater watching this, right? It's a slasher movie. It's all tense and stuff. They all meet up again. They reconvene, you know, after a year, having not seen each other. Uh, I think it was on the docks not too long after Barry got attacked, I feel. So just throwing it out now, this is. Uh, a week after um, my viewings of of all four movies too, so I I might be kind of misremembering now thinking about the other ones as well. But everyone's saying like, "Oh, this has happened to me. This has happened to me." And uh, let's see, Freddie Prince plays Ray, who's like, "Oh yeah, me too. I got a letter." And there's that beat. Everybody's like. You you got a letter, okay? Well, he's got a run over. She's got her hair chopped off. You got a we're, letter. We're a little bit past that now, yeah. Ray. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And every I, I remember in the theater, everyone laughed, and I thought it was actually still pretty funny this time around too. Do you think that uh, the killer here sees uh, Julie as the the final girl? Like, why why does she seem to? She seems to get the most uh, attention from the stalker, but is also being saved for 
for the, the, the I guess the culmination of this strange revenge plot that this guy has. She is, for, she is <laughs> spoiler worthy alert. all of the attention. Um, for all these kids do is dare to um, interrupt this guy murdering someone else. <laughs> and that's that is their ultimate sin is that <laughs> this guy was not an innocent. So you said something about the book. Do you have any memory of this? Because I, 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 I have no experience with the book, but all I read was it's dramatically different from that. They, they basically took the the concept and then went uh, different ways as far as with the, the characters and, and uh, the group dynamic. I, I don't remember any details, but I remember whichever the order was, uh, whether watching the movie or reading the book and vice versa, I just remember going, oh, wow, that's really different in the book or then the book. Um, and it was written in 1973. So, you know, some of the, it's loosely based. So I'm sure some of the changes might be updated for the times of, but also you're right. It's probably more the idea of it. They ran into somebody and now the guy's stalking them. Um, I, I actually would be, and I don't do a lot of reading at all, but I, that, that's actually one I would be uh, interested in revisiting. Absolutely. Shout out to, uh, book versus movie podcast. I don't know yeah. if they've ever covered this one, but I'll have to look and see uh, if they haven't, maybe I'll uh, throw that on their, their Facebook uh, group or uh, Twitter. Uh, Cause I would like you're saying, let someone else do the work for me and give yeah. me like a 40 minute podcast on go. that. Shout Just, out to Margo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm in full agreement with you on Jennifer Love Hewitt though, as um, a worthy final girl here. Scream queen. She's, she seems because we need those characters to have some decency and this premise, she, I believe she's the only one during the, the, the hit and run incident when they're discussing it, where she, she's adamant the whole time. Like, no, we shouldn't be doing this. And there's some wavering, I think from, you know, you have the extreme version with Barry, uh, true romance film podcast, uh, <laughs> <laughs> of Ryan Philippi saying the whole time, covered up, covered up, we're screwed. Uh, I think Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Geller are kind of like, could be swung either way. So maybe the most, really the only negative thing you can say about Julie is that she's not, uh, able to, uh, charm, overpower, convince the rest of the group to go against, uh, Ryan Phillippe's character to say, no, no, we should, we should report this. This was just an accident. Um, and just let the, you know, the police handle it. And if they had, the police would have found out like, Hey, there's another, <laughs> there's another dead body. Uh, and maybe there's some DNA evidence where the guy they hit, they see what misdeeds he was up to. I, I don't know. But, uh, other than that, pretty much the way Jennifer Love Hewitt plays this, this Julie character is that she's like, you know, pure of heart and she's like suffered for it for the entire year leading up to this. My question to you though, is do you buy when she has, she has a couple sequences and I, I left off our last episode with that scene where she like breaks bad and you see it again in the sequel where she's like screaming out to the killer like she doesn't know if he's watching them or listening and she's basically challenging him yeah, like yeah. yeah like come on let's 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 get this over with let's you know go to fisticuffs or whatever we've got to do what's the question chest to, Does, chest, did it to work chest for me? with Jennifer Love Hewitt <laughs> oh, <no. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, did it work for me I I was waiting for it because she's on, so on point the rest right. of the movie and then you have the scene where she you know she lashes out finally all, all the down. build up it's been a cat and mouse chase you know and uh, she's the one who I feel has been affected the most of the entire year 
Um, like you said, Barry is just still drunk, you know, doing whatever. He's um, not playing football for the Dallas Cowboys, though. He which, is not. He's not. No offense uh, to your best friend, Ryan Philippe, <laughs> but I'm watching this to my wife. I'm like, uh, he, he's a good-looking man, and as you will well know, dear listeners, on original, original Remake, we are a fan of his butt. Yes. He does not have a starting quarterback butt. He does not have the build of a football player. He might now. We'll have to find out and ask. We may. Uh, my wife was giving the benefit of the doubt, like, oh, he's attractive enough to be a soccer player. Which I took to mean is like those are good looking are. guys, but they, they're not they're not big. They're not big. No, dudes. but they're so very they're not, athletic. He he is definitely athletic <laughs> when he's nude in a swimming pool. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and maybe I mean we get a shower scene here. We just didn't get enough of it. Look, I had to go back to it because I, I made the chest to chest reference to Jeff Lefkowitz. So I've got it. Even the yeah. yeah, even the playing field here. Um, yeah, I. That's one thing that I do remember from like the scary movie parodies as well is like they parodied that very moment where she spin twirls around screaming, you know. So um, I do like that. Yeah, bring it. Um, one of the other things that we uh, haven't mentioned uh, in the past when we would you know remake the movies after um, you know comparing the two, we would also well we would just talk about what would we do differently if we kind of remade a movie hmm. um this is a, a a great example of how you know before social media and i love the scene where um julie goes back and then she runs into what's Sarah michelle geller's uh, character name here it's helen um so she goes back in my head it was always buffy yeah i helen doesn't even sound right uh, to be honest with you no um you know, let's just call her buffy now uh, anyway uh yeah julie she goes to like the shop where her sister elsa works and she's like oh why don't you ask her herself and they they pan out then what do you know helen's been working there the entire time and so like they're catching up and so the, i i miss that you know, it, now it's now there's no running into anybody like, oh, how you been? You know, I haven't really seen you. It's all like, oh, hey, I saw, I saw uh, last week you checked into that restaurant. How was that? You know, it, it's so different now. So I, I do kind of miss miss that, that interaction. Yeah, they, uh, there's a Norm MacDonald bit that he, would, he used to do. I think he did it on Letterman once uh, where he talked about um, <laughs> his like grandparents, how they used to have like one picture for like a year or not even maybe that and it was just like here's the the portrait of the family and now that that's done we take no more pictures <laughs> he was saying that for future generations people be like do you want to see a picture of my grandfather and everything he did every day of his life like i've got it right here like you can just pull up every place he went to everything he did uh yeah not as effective as the well i guess like sort of cold splash of water you get here when you realize it's not just you, but in this particular instance, all of their dreams have like come crashing down within within yeah. the year. They've all, uh, I, I guess, uh, Ray's, Freddie Prinze character, maybe is, it's seen as the worst because he's, I guess, doing manual labor, um, working on, like he's, like, and it's like the hometown labor. It's like, I guess what, uh, it'd be like, in my neck of the woods, it'd be like coal mining or something. But here it's like working in the fishing industry, working on a boat, uh, which we'll get into a little bit more in the sequel sure. on a later episode this month. You, you realize that uh, his character had like no tan whatsoever for having worked the docks and such? I, I like to think that Ray just, that was his first day. <laughs> first day <laughs> like, outdoors. And he just he played it off. <laughs> yeah. He was always like sneaking off to well, do stuff inside, you know, away from you the know, heat. 
<laughs> Look, I mean, that was uh, Barry's plan. Ryan Philpy had never touched a football before, but he was still going to be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> oh, when you're busy, you know, doing squats and working on those man buns, you know, literal man buns, sorry. And working on Buffy, yeah. too, you know. I mean, there's, I understand there are priorities in, in place. Speaking of which, we we get the, the, the allusion to Julie being a virgin, which is also a horror and slasher movie mm-hmm. uh, staple in the opening opening sequence. Other than, than that, I don't really – like, I feel like if you like these type of movies, you should like this one. Um, the, the worst thing I can say about it is it's maybe, unlike Scream, it's almost too much of a recall back to the 80s slasher okay. genre – that it doesn't have enough that really sets itself apart now. So I'm trying to think like, you know, you, you have a a, a son, a grown man now that uh, you Mm -hmm. started uh, podstalgic with hydrate level four, but uh, he certainly would be of age uh, to watch this film. Um, I I wonder what his take would be because you and I at least have some sort of attachment uh, and are used to uh, apparently to you of the party of five, uh, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, and, and Buffy and all of this, but I wonder if you don't really care about these actors at all and you're watching them from 23 years ago, if this movie has like one great sequence or one great, like no pun intended, one great hook to it that you'd be like, Oh, that's a really cool slasher movie as opposed to just watching something else instead. Like one of the, the more renowned classics, like a Halloween or something like that. Yeah. I, I would be interested actually. Um, maybe that's something we can do and maybe, maybe we'll, we throw that on like the Instagram account or something. Um, share that. I would like to see what a, uh, newer generation, um, kid would, would think about this particular movie. I, I think, what what makes this different from like the other ones is the fisherman with the hook you know that that's that's not cool it's not sexy right at least with ghostface you know you have the ghostface mike myers wears a mask what's well, yeah. an iconic These, visual those are all i mean looks. it quickly became a halloween costume this guy's just yeah. in sl- yeah. slickers and boots and you know like nobody wants to dress up as that the hook is the only thing he's got going for him. Yeah, and i think uh it's our next episode right we'll get into this a little bit a little bit more with the uh, our version of right. the remake, uh, which I think is I on think so. point. Uh, a year, it was a year later that uh, Urban Legend came out, and they extrapolate this one story that uh, the these kids and I know what you did last summer were talking about on the beach, uh, and then kind of build a whole movie around it. Uh, a killer whose thing is killing people through those sort of urban legends and those myths. Uh, that one is that one sexy enough, Peter? Sexy enough twist on uh, it? Okay, yes, yes, sure, yeah, I'll go with that. I, I don't want to reveal... Better than just an old guy that smells of fish, right? <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Yeah, you're right. Yes, I don't want to say anymore just to kind of... For, for those that maybe have not seen Urban Legends, we I don't want to, you know, spoil anything yet. But yes, I, I agree with where, where you're going with that. <laughs> I, I like that you're being respectful. I, I was just going to wrap this up saying that, you know, now it's clear that we, we are the old guys that smell a fish. <laughs> like we, like we, it's like, we're wondering what the, the youth of today would, would think of uh, the, this movie. I, I think it's safe to say this one's probably a little bit more well-regarded uh, from what I gather than uh, urban I would legends. Say that. Um, but uh, we'll see what uh, you and I think about it on the, the next, uh, next episode. We we had no private uh, text exchange that we can sell to people about urban legends. All right. Okay.
which is very insulting, I think, to the the, the leading ladies of the film that we had no thoughts. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or respectful. I don't. I don't know. A little bit of both. A little bit of both. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, tune in as we continue the, uh, the 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 summer franchise. You know, maybe we can refer to it as that. Or I know what you did. It's better than the I the I knows. I don't know. It doesn't. It's like you said. It's just not yeah. sexy. It's, it's not catchy too long enough. of a name. <laughs> it gets longer yes, throughout this it month, does. too. Oh, boy. And it feels even longer. That's what she said. Right. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> boy and girl are making out, right? When they hear over the radio that this lunatic killer's escaped from an insane asylum. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help, and the girl stays in the car, and she hears this, like, scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook.